are listening to Nightlight. Hi, and welcome to Nightlight. Nice to be with you for another program. Got a lot of variety on the show today. We have as our main feature the quiet. Place, all about the importance of spending time with the Lord. Got a really neat story from the latest edition of Activated Magazine called Singing in the Train, plus a lot of other spots and, of course, some wonderful music. Starting with this one from David Senek. Dance while you can. 
dance while you're young Dance while your heart is strong Fill it with love Dance while you can Dance while you're young And when you dance, always dance in the sun an old friend of mine, David Senek. Nice to be back in touch with him after many years. We've got in touch recently over Facebook. So glad that he's still writing songs. He was always one of my favorite composers, singers, songwriters who I used to feature on my early radio programs in the late 70s, early 80s. Anyway, good message for you young folks. Dance while you can. Tell you life goes by quickly. So make the most of it while you can. Amen. Switch off and switch on to Nightlight. This is Simon Peterson with Reflections. Researchers compiled a list of 400 of the most accomplished people of all times and areas of endeavor. There were statesmen, warriors, philosophers, poets, artists, writers, and scientists. Each name on the list was followed by his or her masterpiece or greatest achievement. From each person's date of birth and the year of his or her greatest accomplishment, it was determined at what age that individual was at his or her best. The list was then sorted by age at peak performance and divided into decades. It was found that people in their seventh decade, between the age 60 and 70, were responsible for 35% of the world's greatest achievements. People between the ages of 70 and 80 were responsible for 23%, and people over 80, 8%. In other words, 66% of the greatest things ever done were done by people 60 or older. Add to that 66% the 24% who were in their 50s and the 9% who were in their 40s, and that accounts for 99%. Only 1% of those 400 people did their greatest work before the age of 40. So, if you're over 40 and feeling over the hill, don't. You may just be coming into your prime.
Michael Fogarty, and he's also an old-timer, old-time musician who's still recording for the Lord. That's one of his very, very latest, Woman at the Well. Visit our website at radioact.org. And yes, please do visit our website because you'll find many, many different audios that you can download there. Not only nightlight shows, but also the variety of daily devotionals, which I've been recording over the years. And I've been trying to record at least one new daily devotional every year. This year is Faith's Checkbook by Charles Spurgeon. And I'm going to play you one of those a little later on in the program. Last year, it was the Daily Light. Daily Lights are beautiful because they're pure scripture. They were compiled by the Bagster family back in the late 1800s, and they've been one of the most popular daily devotionals ever since with Christians worldwide. Here's a sample for you. Think upon me, my God, for good. Nehemiah chapter 5, verse 19. Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals, when thou wentest after me in the wilderness. I will remember my covenant with thee in the days of thy youth, and I will establish unto thee an everlasting covenant. I will visit you and perform my good word toward you. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause, which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. And there's two of those beautiful devotionals for every day of the year. You'll find them at our website, www.radioact.org, as well as our devotional website, which is www.treasures365.com. And also we have a special Daily Light Facebook page. If you're a Facebook user, you can go right to the page and click the little play icon in Facebook and it'll play for you. Okay? Praise the Lord. It's nightlight. What a delight. And yes, stay tuned because we've got lots more ahead, more inspiration stories, plus a lot more great music. Next song is from Sam Halbert. Why do the stars shine so bright on me? 
Why does the sun shed its light on me? How is it that sometimes I just feel so happy? How come every day I have another song to sing? Cause I've got a reason. I've got a reason. I've got the thing that everybody in this whole wide world is searching for. I've got a reason for living and dying. I've got a reason for being here. Can each day be so real to me? How can every night be such a thrill to me? How can my heart and soul be so free? Why does God's love shine deep inside of me? Cause I've got a reason, yes I do. Oh, I've got a reason. I've got the thing that everybody in this whole wide world is searching for. I've got a reason for is to show love to the world. 
The world knows so much hell. Let's show them a little heaven. This is surely what we're trying to do, lead people out of the pit of the devil's materialism, sin and darkness, and into the glorious light and love of God's salvation and the wonderful fellowship of the kingdom of God. We can each accomplish some real good in this poor, sad old world of ours by helping people find joy and happiness, salvation and Jesus and something to live for. But perhaps you're discouraged and think there's nothing you can do to change things for the better. So what's the use of trying? Well, there's one thing that everybody has that you cannot be without. Everybody has influence. For no man liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. Romans chapter 14, verse 7. Your life is bound to affect others. In fact, showing just a little real love to others really goes a long, long way. Because if people can believe that you love them, then they can believe that God loves them. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with so many blessings, and especially the opportunity to serve you. Help each of us to be a good testimony and a witness to others, Lord, to show them thy love and reach them with thy word. This one might not ever be a single Just something on my heart I had to sing I hope they play this on the radio Give me a chance to let somebody know That we can change the world One boy, one girl, one person at a time In time Well, I know your station's got to pay the bills and there's only so many slots to feel But I'm just trying to bring you something real And if FM won't, surely AM will Let's change the world Yeah. 
changing the world one person at a time. And you know, we can each accomplish some real good in this poor, sad old world of ours by helping people find joy, happiness, salvation, helping them to find Jesus, helping them to find something to live for. Maybe you're discouraged and you think that there's nothing that you can do to change the world for the better. So what's the use of trying? Well, there is one thing that everybody has and that you cannot be without, and that is influence. Romans 14.7 says that no man liveth to himself and no man dieth to himself. Your life is bound to affect others. And if you show others just a little real love, you know, it really does go a long, long way. Because if people can believe that you love them, then they can believe that God loves them. So, Jesus, please help each one of us to be a witness, a sample of your love, and let our little lights shine in this darkening world and help reach the world through thy love. In Jesus' name. Shining bright through the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight. Well, I hope you're enjoying the variety of songs and inspirations and stories that you're hearing on the program. I've got a great story coming up for you called Singing in the Train. But first, let's have another song. What I'm looking for is a real sweet song Not been done before Not too short or long Something kind of new For the young and old A song that's true Made out of gold All that I've been through All the right
song there, Song of Gold. That's the heart-to-heart group in Japan. And we certainly share with you some golden songs. I think you'll agree. Okay, time now for a story. This is one I recently recorded for the Activated magazine, just yesterday, actually. And it's a great story. It's called Singing in the Train. Singing in the Train by Scott McGregor Jack sank deeper into his seat in the cold train carriage and pulled his hat down over his ears. He and his fellow passengers had been stranded there for several hours already. The steam locomotive and the lead carriage of the overnight express train had jumped the tracks halfway between hell and nowhere. Now all they could do was wait until help arrived. It was 1959, the middle of winter and the dead of night. No power, no heat, and no light, except for a few flashlights that the conductor and some passengers had. Jack knew it was going to take a while before the alarm was raised somewhere up the line when they realized that the express was not on schedule. Search parties would have to be mobilized and sent out with some caution. A train could be dispatched up the single spur line in the other direction, but that would be risky, as they could find themselves travelling head-on into the delayed express travelling from the other direction. The signal system on this part of the track was antiquated, as Jack, a train aficionado, knew. The real search, he concluded, would not begin until dawn. The train had come to a jerking halt. The steam locomotive and the lead carriage were off the track and had ploughed into a thick gravel embankment. Both were upright and miraculously no one was killed, although the engineer and fireman had sustained nasty head injuries. They had been carried back to one of the carriages to endure the freezing nights with their passengers, several of whom had also been hurt. It was frustrating and scary to know that they were out there with little chance of rescue till daylight. Then, from somewhere in Jack's carriage, someone started singing. It was the old World War II Vera Lynn song, 
the white cliffs of Dover. Soon everyone in the carriage joined in. When that one was over, someone started another. We sang all night, recalled Jack. We didn't care what the song was. We sang popular songs, old music hall numbers, hymns, even Christmas carols. As long as we kept singing, it kept our spirits up. People from other carriages came up, and we all crowded in to keep warm. Most of us were strangers to one another, but we all became comrades in disaster, lifting one another's spirits. It was a mixed bunch, from young army recruits returning to camp from leave, to young families and a few old-timers, even some guys they wouldn't normally want to be around on a dark night. But somehow the social barriers all came down. I initially heard one enormous fellow, Clifford was his name, I learned, let off such a stream of cursing when the accident first occurred that it probably equaled all the other swearing and blasphemy that I'd heard in my life until then. But he was the fellow that scooped up the engineer in his arms, carried him back to the carriage, and hovered about him like a cross between an angel and a nurse for the rest of the night. If I've met anyone in my life that was a rough diamond, it was Clifford. I've been guilty many times of judging books by their covers, but in this fellow's case I was wrong, and probably have been many other times. It was the most incredible night of my life in many ways, and I made fast friends with many who were there. I was almost sorry when the rescue teams located us early the next morning. On that miserable night, stranded in the middle of nowhere, Jack and his fellow passengers forged a lifetime of friendships. They decided to have a reunion every year on the date of the accident. Jack went to their weddings and some of their funerals. Clifford became an orderly at a hospital and then joined the St. John Ambulance Brigade. Seems he'd only been out of jail a few weeks before the wreck and was traveling that night to settle a few scores with some erstwhile friends. That wreck stopped me from making a wreck out of my life, he told Jack at one of their reunions several years later. Jack got on with his life, being my dad amongst other things. It wasn't the most outstanding of lives, some might say, but he gained an outstanding lesson that night that never left him, and one he was fond of telling me. Our darkest experiences can sometimes turn out to be our best and can forge the greatest friendships. When your life is dreary and you're jaded, dreams have faded. When your heart is weary and you've copped out and you've dropped out. There is still a voice deep inside The only voice that never, ever lied God is saying He'll be there He will hear your
try it, he will show you, he will know you. Just a tiny voice in the night. But when you make the choice, you'll see the light. God is saying, I told you earlier that I play you one of the new devotionals that I'm recording this year, Faith's Checkbook by Charles Spurgeon. These are beautiful. He also, of course, did his famous morning and evening devotionals. He did the Faith's Checkbook series after morning and evening, and he said he wanted to do something a little bit shorter, more concise, and on a wide variety of topics. Anyway, here's a sample, the one for today. With music to calm and soothe your soul, you're listening to Nightlight. Gaining by giving. The liberal soul shall be made fat. Proverbs 11, verse 25. If I desire to flourish in soul, I must not hoard up my stores, but must distribute to the poor. To be close 
and niggardly is the world's way to prosperity, but it is not God's way. For he saith, There is that scattereth and yet increaseth, and there is that withholdeth more than is meet, and attendeth to poverty. Faith's way of gaining is giving. I must try this again and again, and I may expect that as much of prosperity as will be good for me will come to me as a gracious reward for a liberal course of action. Of course, I may not be sure of growing rich. I shall be fat, but not too fat. Too great riches might make me unwieldy, as corpulent persons usually are, and cause me the dyspepsia of worldliness, and perhaps bring on a fatty degeneration of the heart. No, if I am fat enough to be healthy, I may well be satisfied, and if the Lord grants me a competence, I may be thoroughly content. But there is a mental and spiritual fatness which I would greatly covet. And this comes as the result of generous thoughts toward my God, his church, and my fellow men. Let me not stint, lest I starve my heart. Let me be bountiful and liberal, for so shall I be like my Lord. He gave himself for me. Shall I grudge him anything? And if you think you'd like to hear more of those beautiful devotionals by Charles Spurgeon, you can find them on the Facebook page that we've devoted to Charles Spurgeon's devotionals. And just search for Spurgeon Devotions, Spurgeon Devotions. And they're also available at our treasures365.com website. Do is hold the blank sheet of paper 
exercise. This exercise may seem more practical than spiritual, but it is a key to spiritual health and growth. If there is a quiet, clutter-free space in your home to which you can retreat for moments of prayer or quiet reflection, or if you live in a moderate climate and you can sit outside in the quiet comfort of nature, you have a head start. The average home today is a hub of activity and noise, so finding a spot to spend a few peaceful minutes is a major challenge. Many people simply resign themselves to that situation, but it takes a toll on their spirit. In such an atmosphere, it's easy to develop a dullness to the voice of God because all that noise and confusion drowns him out. But if you can escape to a quiet, peaceful setting on a regular basis, and you use that time to connect with God, you will find your spiritual senses becoming sharper. You may not be able to soundproof a room, but try at least to find a corner that you can designate your quiet place where you can read, pray, and reflect with little or no disturbance. Make it comfortable, have good light for reading, and stock it with a Bible, other devotional materials, and a notebook and pen for writing down points that come to you in your times of prayer and meditation. Find the best time in your daily routine to retreat to your quiet place and make it a habit. Turn off your phone and begin your quiet time by putting your problems and concerns in God's capable, loving hands. Enter into God's presence. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says, When you pray, go into your room, and when you've shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. There's a place where I can go when I feel so lonely. 
on this program because it fits so perfectly with the message of taking quiet time with the Lord, which is something which we often talk about, the importance of doing that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So please, please find a quiet place. Find a quiet place where you can go and spend quality time with the Lord. Amen. There's so many distractions in the world today, so much busyness, so much media, so much of everything to try to take you away from just being still. But God's word says, be still and know that I am God in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Folks, it's so important that we take quiet time one-on-one with the Lord. That's what he desires from you. There's nothing else that you can give the Lord. He owns everything, right? Uh, He provides everything. But you have the free will, the free choice to spend time with him, just to love him. The Lord wants to have a love relationship with you where you just spend time one-on-one with him, just telling him that you love him. You don't have to even pray out in words. You just have to spend time with Jesus, just one-on-one, you and him. He's your father in heaven. He loves you so, so much. And just like if you're a parent, you want to spend time with your children and they want to spend time 
with you. That's what the Father wants to spend with you. That's what Jesus wants to spend with you, that precious quiet time. Amen? The devil will fight it with everything he's got to try to sever that connection of quality time with him. So Jesus, please help us to do that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Please help our time with you to be the number one priority on our to-do list every day. And we know, Lord, if we do this, Jesus, if we take this time, if we budget this time to spend with you, then everything else will fall into place. You'll take care of everything else. You said if we cast our burdens on the Lord, cast our burdens on you, then you will sustain us. And if we acknowledge you in all our ways, that you will direct our paths. So Jesus, help us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord.
beach A memory so very clear Cause it's the memory of you And the memory of feeling you so near With a tearful broken heart I stand here on the sand Begging, pleading for forgiveness And that you wipe this blood off my hands Everything that got in the way of you at the end of this edition of Nightlight. Hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a blessing to you. Please share it with others through Facebook, over the internet, however you can, okay? Praise the Lord. Tell others about the program. I'll be back soon with another international edition of Nightlight. Look forward to being with you again then. God bless you all. Bye-bye.